I'm Dr. Omar Khan. I'm Dr. Shannon Gowland. I'm Dr. Tiffany Dursey. And welcome to Vet Sessions. Hi, my name is Dr. Tiffany Dursey, and I will be your host today on Vet Sessions. Welcome back. Today, I am actually going to interview myself, so it's a little bit of a monologue. And today, the topic is my veterinary journey in continuing education and in integrative medicine. So I am a primary care veterinary educator here at the Ontario Veterinary College, but I am also the chief of service of the OVC Fitness and Rehabilitation Service. And a lot of students will ask me, how did you become more versed or educated in that particular area? And so I thought I would go over some of these certificate courses that I took over the years so that I'd be more competent in the area of integrative medicine and canine rehabilitation. So for those that uh, may or may not know, there is, uh, just like in human medicine, there is an ability to become board certified after you graduate from veterinary school in specific areas. So for instance, you can become board certified a diplomat of the American College of Internal Medicine, the American College of Veterinary uh, Surgery, um, the American College of Veterinary um, Emergency Critical Care. So there's lots of different um, options with regards to that. And what that requires is for students upon graduation to complete a one-year rotating internship where they're exposed to all these different areas of specialty and then potentially um, get into a three-year residency program afterwards um, and uh, write the exam to be board certified in a particular area. And that's a great pathway for many, many students. And we probably see about 10% or less of our students that decide to become board certified. And certainly it's something that uh, we require because, of course, as a primary care veterinarian, we're often the first opinion um, that, uh, that, that will be given. And often well, we require to refer a, a pet to see a board-certified individual to further diagnostics or care. And so certainly a very important part of veterinary medicine is to have the ability to refer to our board-certified individuals. But I think what a lot of students don't know is that you can also become um, well-versed or educated by taking various certificate programs, uh, which do not require for you to go back to school to do a one-year internship and three-year residency. Of course, those programs are much more detailed and potentially a lot harder for many different reasons. But we know that as veterinarians, we have a lifelong obligation to keep up on the the new therapies and the new diagnostic methods and to ensure that we are providing the gold standard of care uh, and options for our clients. And so with um, continuing education opportunities, there are various certificates that are available that can um, help further your um, uh, education in specific areas. So for myself, um, the first certificate that I was exposed to and that I did was the Certified Veterinary Acupuncturist, the CVA. And there are various programs that are available throughout Canada and the States. And I think the reason why I first took the CVA uh, was because myself, um, when I was in high school and when I was in university, uh, I actually did have some running injuries and I ended up going to physiotherapy. And I think it was the acupuncture that really helped with my, um, my pain management of that chronic injury. 
and ultimately resolved it. And so it got me thinking, wow, I wonder, you know, what is available for pets and if this is an option in pets. And so um, at the time I was, uh, I pursued this CVA course through the International Veterinary Acupuncture Society, IVIS, and you can check out their website at ivis.org. And they have a really neat certificate program where you can become well-versed in how to do veterinary acupuncture and all the background on veterinary acupuncture. Um, and what it does require is quite a, quite a lot of continuing education. Um, at the time, it was in person, and they rotate where it is offered in the States and in Canada. And so at the time, it was in Atlanta. And it was one week a month for five consecutive months. And then you had to submit some case studies to show that you had performed veterinary acupuncture and to sort of critique, you know, what you had done and why, and then also to write an exam at the end, and then a certificate will be conferred on you. And so I thought that that was a really great course um, and something that I was really able to introduce into my everyday practice. And so um, after doing and completing the CVA course, it was a natural progression to look at more physiotherapy options for animals. And so I looked into the Certified Canine Rehabilitation Practitioner Certificate Program. Now, getting back to the CBA, and before I uh, talk more about the CCRP, it's important to know that these certificate programs can be taken uh, by many different um, companies or uh, that, that are offered. So the IVIS is not the only one. There's the Chi Institute, there's CuraCore, there's a bunch that offer these particular programs and you can search them out on the website and you're looking for something that has is supported by the American Association of Veterinary Medical Colleges to ensure that it's a good quality. And most of them have what's called race-approved uh, credits, which are credits that um, a governing board looks at to say, hey, look at that, these are quality credits given by, by um, specific people that have that kind of knowledge. So nonetheless, um, the Canine Rehabilitation Practitioner, this course is offered through many different institutions at the moment. I think the, at the time, the two kind of big ones were the Canine Rehabilitation Institute, the CRI, as well as the University of Tennessee. But it seems that there's quite a few more programs that are available um, at this time. And you can certainly check out the American Association of Rehabilitation Veterinarians, so the AARV, which has a great comprehensive list of different programs that are available in continuing education opportunities. So the CCRP was a really interesting and amazing course that um, that I took along with one of my colleagues um, many years ago, and it, I, I learned a lot more about chronic pain management, the importance of exercise, um, of stretching, different modalities such as uh, laser therapy, hydrotherapy, which includes underwater treadmill therapy, pool therapy. Uh, and it was a very comprehensive uh, program that really taught me the importance of anatomy and structure and function and the importance of exercise. And so similar to the Certified Veterinary Acupuncture course, this particular course also required so many hours of continuing education. I think it was about 120, same as the um, the acupuncture course. It did require writing up some case studies of some studies where I had uh, had instituted some, some physiotherapy type practice, uh, as well as writing an exam, and then you can become certified in this particular area. 
And I'd certainly recommend it. And you can take a look online at the AERV at all the different courses that are available. So after that, uh, it was sort of, again, a natural progression uh, to look at uh, the certified veterinary pain practitioner. And there's this really, really great association called the International Veterinary Academy of Pain Management, IVAPM. The IVAPM is a really cool association of veterinarians and veterinary technicians that are very passionate about pain management. And so if you have enough continuing education in pain management, you can actually take a look at their requirements and they sort of have a checklist of of skills that you need to have accomplished as well as some case studies. And again, a certain amount of continuing education and you can write their certified veterinary pain practitioner exam. And so the IVAPM um, is really interesting from the perspective that they have an emphasis not only on acute pain management, but how do we better manage chronic pain? And I think as a primary care practitioner, I can't say enough about how important it is to uh, to keep up on the um, information associated with chronic pain management because it is something that we see all the time. Uh, and I really have an affinity for our geriatric patients and and the the, the, the people, the, the, the parents, uh, the pet parents that come along with those pets. These are pets that have been well-loved, hopefully, for many, many years. And I feel as a general practitioner that if I can offer them any comfort um, as they age, then I would like to be very knowledgeable about those particular areas. And I think that's originally why I looked into doing all these certificate programs um, because of my passion for geriatric medicine. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that our, our pets and our clients had different options that were available. And certainly that pharmaceuticals are very important, um, but I did learn a lot more about various modalities and the integration of different techniques to ensure that these pets have their pain managed from a chronic perspective. So the IVAPM is something that you anybody can do, any veterinarian, any technician can do. You don't necessarily have to have done your, your, your acupuncture certification and your rehab certification to qualify to go ahead and do the IVAPM course. And so you can take a look at their website with their requirements, but certainly I'd really recommend that and it's such a great association. Now another um, diplomat or specialty area to consider, which isn't discussed too much uh, in in Canada and certainly uh, from the perspective of graduation of veterinary students is something called the American Board of Veterinary Practitioners, the ABVP. And you can actually become a diplomat or a specialist of the American Board of Veterinary Practitioners by doing a one-year internship and a three-year residency under other veterinarians that are board certified. But what I wanted to bring up with this particular association, um, and it's something that my colleague, Dr. Shannon Gallant, and myself uh, became certified in canine feeling medicine uh, in recent years, um, is how uh, I didn't realize that you not only can specialize in a particular area, like our friends at the diplomat of the American Board of Veterinary um, Oncologists or um, uh, internal medicine or surgery, but you can actually specialize not just in an area, but you can specialize in a species. So the ABBP is very interesting from the perspective that you can actually 
uh, once you're practicing, you can you can you can actually look at the qualifications and the courses, um, and you have to again submit some case studies uh, and write an exam. But you can actually become um, board certified in canine feline medicine, for instance, like myself, uh, after many years of practice without going back to do a one year internship and a three year residency. And so, I would certainly encourage for for those that are continuing education junkies like myself to take a look at what they have to offer. And you can become board certified in uh, uh, feline medicine, canine and feline medicine. Um, You can be board certified in swine medicine, equine and bovine. So I think it provides a lot of opportunities um, for people, um, particularly for those uh, in practice for many, many years. And again, I can't stress enough how important it is to keep on top of the most recent evidence with regards uh, to the subject of integrated medicine and potentially uh, pain management. Um, when we look at um, the American Board of Veterinary Practitioners, it's more about general general medicine. And so you can take a look at their website um, for, for more information at abvp.com. So one of the reasons why I brought up the American Board of Veterinary Practitioners is because they actually um, are in the midst of creating something called a fellowship of pain management. And so for those that are already board certified um, through the ABVP, um, they can apply to be a fellow and they're just um, uh, devising the course at the moment where again, they have a bunch of courses that you can take or or lectures that you can take and then you can write an exam um, to become a fellow um, of pain management of the ABVP. And fellowships are kind of interesting because as I understand, they seem to be more of a a human medicine thing where, again, to show that you're even more um, educated or knowledgeable in a specific area, um, there are various fellowships that are available. And I think this is something potentially that we're going to see more and more um, in veterinary medicine. So, um, so with the ABVP and the pain fellowship, I think it'll be interesting, um, to see, uh, how that comes along. And that's something that I'm just in the midst of, of helping uh, with that association. Now, again, we were talking a little bit about becoming a diplomat of the American College of Veterinary whatever, so whether it's surgery or internal medicine. And I think it's really important um, for people to now know that there is actually, you can become a diplomat of the American College of Veterinary Sports Medicine and Rehabilitation. And this is so very exciting. It's sort of a newer specialty that is available. It does require for someone to work under the um, supervision of a sports medicine and rehab uh, specialist, but uh, it does require the one-year internship and three-year residency. But I think which will be so exciting with this new college, or fairly new college anyway, um, is that we hope to see more and more research in this particular area and to advance our science and to advance our knowledge in the area of veterinary sports medicine and rehabilitation. So that's something that I do not have. Uh, I believe that there is one veterinarian here at OVC in large animal that's um, sports medicine rehab uh, boarded, but I'm really hopeful that maybe some of our students um, will pursue this and maybe come back here uh, to OVC. So certainly check check their website out. Um, the um, Veterinary Sports Medicine Rehab is, uh, uh, can be found online. You can search it. So then the last certificate that I wanted to talk a little bit about, which is something that I'm just pursuing at the moment, is the Certificate in Hospice and Palliative Care. And so there is something um, called the International Association 
of animal hospice and palliative care. And this is kind of a really neat association of veterinarians that are very passionate about quality of life, end of life, and certainly pain management is a part of that topic. And so you can check out their website and their certificate program. But um, again, um, some some great continuing education that's available through this particular association. And it's so neat because with all these certificate programs now, there's so many courses and programs that are available uh, online. Some of them do require an in-person um, contact, but certainly there's so much that's available from a continuing education perspective for the practicing veterinarian. And so our whole clinic here is uh, currently enrolled to do module one of the certified hospice and palliative care uh, practitioner program. And so I'm very excited as we can try to advance in our our knowledge in animal hospice and palliative care and potentially look at the end of life that we offer in primary care here at OVC. And is there anything that we could potentially do better um, or make it even better? So... Uh, So um, by no means are these certificates the only ones that are available out there. But I think what I really and I think what students are really interested in is that uh, that there are so many opportunities and there are so many things um, that you can be um, interested in. And so there are these great associations that are available out there with certificate programs so that you can further your education and maybe perhaps um, a special interest or just become very knowledgeable in a specific area. And so I would certainly urge people to take a look at some of these associations that I just talked about. And of course, um, it's not comprehensive by any means. And um, the way that it is in Ontario, the College of Veterinarians of Ontario, um, they actually oversee and they're kind of like the public watchdog and they're the ones that um, that allow us to be licensed in Ontario. And they do require for veterinarians, practicing veterinarians to have so many hours of continuing education. And so there's many different programs that are available um, that can be fantastic for you to take a look at and to, to, to qualify for those licensing credits. And so if you do have any questions, please, please let me know. Um, I'd be happy to answer um, or discuss any, any of the, uh, the programs and certificates that I've done. Uh, but I really enjoyed all of them and I've certainly learned a lot. And it certainly allowed me to become, and by no means uh, am, I, have I, am I done learning. I'm, I'm always loving uh, to learn new things. Uh, but certainly it's, it allowed me to pursue a really interesting combination um, here at the Ontario Veterinary College where I work both in primary care and certainly I manage a lot of chronic pain cases, but also allows me to work uh, in the rehabilitation uh, service here at OVC. So thank you very much for listening today. Um, I just wanted to thank our sponsors, OVC Pet Trust, for their support of our podcast. OVC Pet Trust was founded in 1986 in the Ontario Veterinary College, and it's Canada's first charitable fund dedicated to improving and advancing companion animal health and well-being. OVC Pet Trust supports innovative discoveries, education, and healthcare that improve the prevention, diagnosis, and treatment of diseases of pets. Please learn more about OVC Pet Trust at www.pettrust.ca or connect with them on Instagram at OVC Pet Trust. Thanks, Pet Trust. And then as well, thank you very much for listening uh, to Vet Sessions. It's so helpful to you um, to have um, this ability to talk about any, um, any topics that we like in veterinary medicine. So please, if you have anything that you would like to us to talk about or to any person that you'd like us to interview, feel free to email your suggestions to vetsessions at hotmail.com. And please follow us on Instagram at vetsessions. Take care and see you next time.